It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Visa. Hey, help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. So the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses. And look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to support or to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. What's going on, guys? Billy Rossetti with you guys here on a Tuesday on the podcast. Uh, rolling through another week, getting ready for week six already against the Chicago Bears. Carolina Panthers, as we talked about yesterday, big win over the Falcons. Uh, we talked about them being in a playoff position at the time. That, unfortunately, is no longer the case because of the Saints come from behind victory uh, after being down by as many as 17, a little before halftime before scoring, right before half to make a 20-10, to 10, and then rallying to win 30-27 to 27 in overtime over the L.A. Chargers. And so that makes it a three-way tie atop the NFC South at 3-2 and two with the Saints having the top spot right now because they have the 1-0 head-to-head record against the Buccaneers and the Panthers. That one win, of course, in week one against the Bucks. Bucks have a 1-1 one one head-to-head record, beating the Panthers, losing to the Saints. And then the Panthers, of course, are 0-1 or, yeah, 0-1 within that group uh, with just the loss to the Buccaneers. They, of course, have a 1-1 one one division record, but amongst the tied teams, they're just 1-1. One and, one. and then in the wild card standings right now, it's the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers sitting at 3-2. and two. And, of course, you use the division tiebreaker first to eliminate Carolina because Tampa Bay has the head-to-head. And then Arizona right now beats Tampa Bay on conference record. So right now Arizona holds that seventh spot. But, again, uh, Carolina has the head-to-head over Arizona. So certainly, uh, certainly a... That'll go a long way, and you know if things kind of stay like this a little bit. And I talked, I actually finally wrote my first article for SI Panthers, and I kind of talked about how the Panthers' past now might be actually pretty clear. You know, it's crazy to think that 
you know, we wouldn't have thought about the Panthers as a playoff team, but now, you know, that they're sitting at three and two, and you look now at at uh, the remaining games, the Panthers' path to the playoff is not as obstructed as it once was. Let's keep in mind now that um, because you have the extra playoff team now in the NFC, nine wins now is more likely to get you into the playoffs. I mean, we've obviously seen nine and seven records get into the playoffs in the previous mode with just the two wild cards. Now those odds are even higher because now you have three wild cards to deal with. So nine and seven more than likely. And and really too, because, you know, a bunch of us, including myself, used to go, you know, went back earlier this offseason and looked at what the records of uh, the potential seven seeds would have been. And of course, you know, it's the bell curve, but the top of the bell curve was nine and seven. You know, I, I know a lot of people worry that it was like eight and eight, a lot more eight and eight teams were going to get in, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think nine and seven is still going to be more or less the cutoff. Obviously you might see some eight and eight teams, um, maybe a seven to nine team here and there. Um, but it's certainly less likely that a 10-win team is going to miss the playoffs right now. Like I said, I think 9 uh, is a good possibility now of getting into the playoffs. And when you look at the, the rest of the Panthers' schedule now, and you you know look at the, a bunch of the games that they might be favored in, they uh, it's, it's actually a lot clearer than we once thought. Panthers, of course, are already favored this week against Chicago. They're probably going to be favored in week eight against the Falcons again because they'll be at home and it'll be a short week for the Falcons. They'll likely be favored in week 11 when they play the Lions. They might be favored or at least a very small underdog week 12 when they go to Minnesota. Minnesota right now only has one win. They'll have their bye in week 13. Then they have the Broncos in week 14. Who knows what the Broncos will look like then, but we know they've already lost a couple players to season-ending injuries, and their season already seems to kind of be on the fritz. And Carolina will be coming off their bye in that game, so they might be favored there. Um, And then Week 16 at Washington, they probably will be favored. So that right there, there's, uh, what, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit, Minnesota, that's six. There's six games right there that the Panthers are either going to be favored or a very small underdog at the very least. Well, they win those six games. Guess what? That's nine wins. That possibly gets the Panthers into the playoffs. You know, and and if they can then steal, you know, and obviously a lot can happen. You know, this is a lot of assuming that the Panthers win all six of those games. But they are all very winnable games now, at least a lot more winnable than five weeks ago when the season started. So let's say the Panthers do win all six of those games, right? Let's, you know, think positive a little bit, right? They win all six of those games and then possibly steal, you know, one of the others. Maybe they split with New Orleans or they they catch Tampa Bay at home in week 10, maybe steal that one. Or... um you know, obviously at Green Bay week 15 is going to be very difficult. At Kansas City, that's going to be difficult. Though we saw on Sunday, Kansas City is not invincible. So, but there's a couple of games here that the Panthers 
might be able to steal and maybe get to 10 wins. And again, if the at this point, I think any team that gets to 10 wins will have a very, very good chance of making the playoffs. So if this Panthers team can somehow get to 10 wins, which is now not totally out of the question with the way this team has been playing over the last three weeks, we now are seriously going... We seriously have to talk about the Panthers as a playoff contender, something we did not think. And again, we obviously talked about this yesterday, but, you know, just kind of touching on it a little bit more after writing that article a little bit. You know, we talked about the numbers yesterday and, you know, where the Panthers stood going into Monday Night Football, a top five passing offense, a top seven overall offense. I mean, this team is starting to look legitimate and again, those three extra wild cards and the fact that, you know, the NFC East, we can already write them off as far as getting any wild card spot. I mean, Dallas is leading that division to two and three. And of course, they just lost Dak Prescott for the season. Now, you know, Andy Dalton might be able to carry that team a little bit and maybe still win that division. But do we seriously think a wild card is coming out of that division? I mean, Philadelphia has one win. Washington is one win, and the Giants are 0-5. So a wild card's not coming out of that division. That's going to be... You might as well just pencil in the NFC East winners, the number four seed in the playoffs. And I know a lot of fans are obviously going to be upset about that, as they are every year, that one of those four teams from the NFC East is not only going to make the playoffs, but host a playoff game. We thought that was going to be the case last year, but the Eagles did still end up getting a winning record at 9-7. and Remember, they were 5-7, and uh, with four games left in the season before rattling off four in a row. Will will this division have a winning record? We'll see. But again, I don't think a wild card's coming out of there, so we can eliminate those teams. You look at um, the NFC North. Green Bay obviously is playing fantastic football. They're ar- arguably the second-best team in the NFL. I mean, you, you can make a leg- I know people are knocking Kansas City down a bit because of the loss to the Raiders. So I know there's a lot of people that will argue Green Bay is maybe the the second best team in the NFL right now behind only Seattle. But the rest of the NFC the NFC North obviously also starts with the team the Panthers are playing on Sunday, the Chicago Bears. And like we said yesterday, is this a legitimate 4 and 1 team? There are offense is struggling, we know that. I mean, you know, Nick Foles has had his moments. Trubisky started off hot, but then obviously tailed off, got benched. Running game really isn't going, isn't really doing much. Allen Robinson's about the only receiver right now. Um, even though Jimmy Graham, like I said, kind of has been rising from the dead. I mean, he's got four touchdowns in five games. We haven't, se- I don't think we've, we haven't seen that kind of success from him since the Saints days. And the defense has been, you know, hit and miss. So is this a legit 4-1 and one Bears team? Can they continue this run for 11 more games? We'll see. Vikings, you know, they could still turn it around, but Dalvin Cook's banged up. I think I saw he's probably not going to play on Sunday, um, but they still got a good back in there at, in uh, Alexander Madison. But Kirk Cousins, you know, he's obviously been struggling so far this season. So can Kirk Cousins lead this team to a playoff spot? That's the big question. And I think we could start writing off 
the Detroit Lions. They uh, they are who we thought they were, to quote Dennis Green. I mean, look, I never really bought into the hype that the Detroit Lions were going to be any good. I know there was some love for them as a playoff team. Some even thought they'd win the division. I didn't see it, and we, we've seen that in, in action these first five weeks of the season. So... Chicago and maybe Minnesota will compete for a wild card. So you're probably talking maybe both of those teams, at least one of them, Carolina will be competing with for a wild card spot. But the division, the Panthers obviously have to be worried about in terms of wild card spots if they don't win the division is obviously the NFC West. I mean, you've got 5 and 0 Seattle, you've got the Rams at 4 and 1, you've got the Cardinals at 3 and 2. But again, the Panthers Beat the Cardinals, so that's huge. You know, if it comes down to just those two teams, head-to-head right now, you know, that, that head-to-head win becomes becomes huge for Carolina. So, a long way to go, um, but it's, you know, kind of crazy to think, looking at the, the 49ers, and they're sitting here now at 2-3 and three after just getting absolutely blasted by the Miami Dolphins. So maybe we're starting to see those injuries catch up to the 49ers. But again, you've got three teams that look good right now, and all three of them right now would be in the playoffs. So right now, if we're talking about the Panthers as playoff contenders and who they're really competing with in the NFC if they can't win the South. Obviously, you know, you want to try to win the division to get yourselves in there. So it obviously starts with the Bucks and the Saints. Um, and then obviously who, one of those teams they're also competing with for a wild card spot. So really the teams we're talking about in terms of competing for wild cards right now for the Carolina Panthers, it's one of the Saints or the Bucks, whichever of them doesn't win the division if the Panthers don't. And then we're, we're talking a couple of the teams in the NFC West, you know, whether, you know, whoever doesn't win the division. So say Seattle goes on and wins the division. We're talking about the Rams and we're talking about the Cardinals and maybe the 49ers. And then in the NFC North Packers look like they might run away with that division. You know, again, I know Chicago's four and one, but I think there's a clear talent gap between the Packers and the bears. So the Packers look like the clear favorites right now in the North. So it's the Bears and then maybe the Vikings that the Panthers will be competing for a wild card. And the good news, of course, on that too is the Panthers play all of these teams. Remember, they have the entire – because they haven't even played anybody from the North yet, but they, of course, have all four NFC North teams because of the rotation this year. And, of course, that starts this week with the Bears. So, hey, you know, week six, but – Early playoff implications if the Panthers can beat the Bears. That means they'll have two head-to-head victories now over two teams that they could be competing for a wild-card spot with. You've already got one under your belt against the Cardinals, and you could possibly get one against the Bears. And then, of course, you've got the Vikings coming up on the schedule. And then, you know, possibly a big prove-it game week 15 against the Packers um, in in that final stretch. So... But like I said before, six games I'm looking at that uh, the Panthers will be favored or a very small underdog at the least. And if they can win all six of those games, that gets you to nine. And I think that gives the Panthers a pretty darn good uh, 
possibility of making the playoffs. In fact, if we look at the the projections right now on CBS Sports using their sports line projections, they right now have the Panthers with a 28% chance of making the playoffs just below the Arizona Cardinals at 31.3. They have six teams in the NFC that they're given at least a 50% chance of making the playoffs. The Seahawks and the Packers, they have almost as locks already through five weeks. Rams are at about 89%. Uh, so are the Saints. They have the Bears actually at about 73% to make the playoffs. And then the Buccaneers at about 51%. And then it's Arizona, 31%. Carolina, 28%. 49ers at 12, uh, 21%. Vikings at 12%. And then you go all the way down because this is actually listed by wins. Uh, Dallas, 34.3%. Eagles actually at 47.3%. So they actually right now are favoring the Eagles, but are only projecting them for six wins. So... Like we, like I talked about earlier, obviously an NFC East team is, isn't getting a wild card. I mean, we're sitting here talking, there's places sitting here talking about six wins might win the NFC East. Like I saw a tweet the other day from, I, th- I think it was Justice, Justice Mosqueda, um, or Mosqueda, I, could never, I forget how to say his name, I apologize. But I saw him do an NFC East projection. And he has the projected winner right now as the Philadelphia Eagles at six, nine, and one. Tells you all you need to know. And funnily enough, they give the Eagles and the Cowboys both better chances of making the playoffs than the Panthers. But again, that's because one of those two teams is going to win the division. So, so realistically, like I said. They're battling the Cardinals, they're battling the 49ers, you know, and maybe the Rams, maybe the Bears, so. So, that's just a small taste. Listen, I know it's only going to be week six, but it's always fun to talk about playoffs, right? You know, it it gets to the point where do you want to talk about playoffs or do you want to talk about draft positioning? And with the way this team is playing, we are probably going to be talking about playoff positioning right now more than we're going to be talking about draft positioning so it's always fun to look ahead so actually what else i want to do too i was inspired a little bit by joe marino because i saw he did over at locked on bills uh some team awards for the first few weeks of the season i thought that's a good idea i'll try that so i'm kind of stealing it from joe so joe if you're listening sorry for stealing it uh but i obviously appreciate you know great i thought it was a great idea that i wanted to try it myself obviously Joe does great work over at Locked On Bills and Draft Dudes. Uh, one of my good buddies, uh, both you know in this field and, and in general. So great guy. Go check him out. You know if you aren't listening to Joe Marino, you're doing yourself a disservice. But he did uh, some team awards for the Bills, so I'm going to do the same for the Panthers. But before we get into that, uh, I do want to give a couple shout outs to some of our great sponsors here at the network. First, our friends at RockAuto.com. The chain, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years because their prices are the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, whereas other chain stores might have different price tiers for those guys. That's why RockAuto 
Bets.com are the same, and they're reliably low, and they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, and they have parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And their catalog is very easy and remarkably, you know, very unique and very easy to navigate. And whether you're a classic or a daily driver, you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and get everything in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And you can choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. And again, their prices are always reliably low and always the same, whether you're a professional or a daily driver, classic, whatever the case may be. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember, of course, to write the words locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection. It's reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And our friends at Built Bar and their new amazing Built Go, which is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but it's energy that is not fake. It is lasting and natural, and it is the solution to breaking through your wall and making you the best you at whatever you do. It helps get you through whether you're dealing with a mental or physical wall. Built Go will help you break through it every day. And it's an easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. So you can put it in your briefcase if you got a presentation coming up. Or put it in your golf bag to get you through the back nine. Or even just to get you through a normal day. Just keep it in your pocket. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like having a five hour energy, but not having to worry about that crash feeling. So it's natural and better for the body. It's like having a monster drink, but with only a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors like peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And how does Built Go work so well? Well, it combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work, like beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And it then kicks to keep me going strong with B6 and B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 20% off your next order. So again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I said before I was going to talk about some team awards like Joe Marino did at Locked On Bill. So I thought I'd um, try that idea myself here 
with the Panthers for the first couple of weeks. So we're going to talk about team MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, top rookie, unsung hero, and biggest disappointment. And a couple of these awards I ended up sharing with a couple of players, you know, because I just thought they were kind of deserving of, of both of them. So we'll start with team and offensive MVP. And to me, that's that's got to be Teddy Bridgewater. Look, we've talked now for a few weeks about how Teddy Bridgewater has done a great job of taking care of the football. I mean, he's um, one of the top, obviously, of course, one of the top quarterbacks right now in terms of uh, passing yardage. You know, you know, like we talked about yesterday, Teddy Bridgewater, number five right now among quarterbacks with 1,460 passing yards, which is actually only 12 behind Matt Ryan and only 14 behind Patrick Mahomes and only 42 behind Russell Wilson. So he's not even that far off from being number two on the passing list. Of course, number one was Dak Prescott at 1856, but obviously that's where he's going to finish. And again, you know, thoughts and prayers and wishes for a speedy recovery for Dak Prescott. But Teddy Bridgewater, fifth in the league right now in passing yards. Uh, he's thrown six touchdowns and only three interceptions and has only been sacked eight times. And, you know, for comparison's sake, the leader right now in interceptions this season is actually Carson Wentz, who has already thrown nine interceptions and has been sacked 19 times this season. And then Kirk Cousins has thrown seven Kyler has actually thrown uh, six interceptions. So even guys like Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, um, Brady, all those guys have thrown more interceptions so far than Teddy Bridgewater. And again, six touchdown passes. Obviously, not the not the highest number there. But again, the fact of the matter is he has you know done a, a Fantastic job of taking care of the football, and that's that's the important thing. And he's been the key cog of getting this offense going. So for me right now, team MVP and offensive MVP belongs to Teddy Bridgewater. You can obviously make a strong case for uh, Mike Davis on offensive MVP. You know, maybe Robbie Anderson, but Teddy's the Teddy's the one making this offense go. And so that's why he gets my votes there. Uh, defensive MVP and is going to end up being top rookie as well. I mean, you look at this defense right now. They're obviously the defense as a whole, obviously playing pretty well. Of course, um, you know, run defense obviously going to be still an issue. But you look at this defense to me. I don't know, you know, there's certainly arguments for other players, but to me, I got to give it to Jeremy Chen as both obviously top rookie, you know, he has that on lock and defensive MVP. I mean, he's leading the Panthers right now with 44 tackles and he's got two tackles for a loss, two, two passes defended, or uh, excuse me, one tackle for a loss, one pass defended. Uh, he's tied with Fred Warner for uh seventh if I'm counting right yeah tied tied for uh tied for seventh 
with Fred Warner with 44 tackles. Uh, the league leaders right now in total tackles. Uh, it's actually a three-way tie. E- Eric Kendricks of the Vikings, Zach Cunningham of the Texans, and Jalon Smith of the Cowboys all have 53 tackles. Bobby Wagner has 52. Blake Martinez, you know, kind of being one of the lone bright spots of the Giants so far this season. He's got 50 tackles. And then it's Kaiser White with 45. And then Warner and Shin with 44. Shaq Thompson's right there, though. He's got 41. You know, only Bostic, because then you only get to Bostic with 42. Jordan Hicks, 42. Patrick Queen with 42. And then you get to Shaq tied with uh, Devondre Campbell for 11th in the league with 41 tackles. So, you know, Shaq's been playing well, but to me, the way Jeremy Chin has already kind of invigorated this defense and just made them just as has added a lot more speed to this defense and a lot more flex has added a lot more flexibility to this offense. To me, that's, that adds value. And that's why I would say, and again, you could obviously make a strong case for Shaq Thompson. Absolutely. But right now I would give defensive MVP and top rookie to Jeremy Chin. And look, I, we also have to seriously consider Jeremy Chin as uh, not just the top rookie on his team, but I think right now we've got to give serious consideration to Jeremy Chin as defensive rookie of the year. Just throwing that out right now. Jeremy Chin right now is defensive rookie of the year. Unsung hero. I'm going with Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas, you know, as we know, never really lived up to his potential uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles and, of course, wound up being one of their final cuts this season. Of course, was one of a couple uh, former Eagles draft picks being cut along with uh, Sidney Jones. But Rasul Douglas, of course, was one of, you know, interesting enough, as we know, too, one of two former Eagles that the Panthers had claimed the day after final cuts. It was him and it was uh, Sharif Miller that, that the Panthers claimed. You know, Sharif Miller, of course, um, no longer no longer with the Panthers. But uh, Rasul Douglas, look, he has been incredible so far. He, at times, you can make the argument, has been the best cornerback on the Panthers. There there are times he has played better. And obviously, Dante Jackson has been dealing with injuries uh, a little bit this season. Uh, but Dante Jackson, when he was healthy, I thought he was having a, a really great season too. It's definitely a, a much bigger bounce back uh, from last season. But if we're talking about unsung heroes... We know going into the season that that second cornerback position was a huge question mark. That's why the Panthers went out and they signed Eli Apple. Uh, It's why they drafted Troy Pride in the fourth round. Of course, drafted a couple cornerbacks, as we know. uh, But Thomas Oliver has been inactive a couple times this season. And then they were still going out and getting, getting quarterbacks. That's why they claimed Rasul Douglas off waivers after final cuts. But for Rasul Douglas to come in a week before the season starts 
and pretty much get thrust into a starting role because of injuries, you know, or thrust really into a lot of action because of the injuries to Dante Jackson and to Eli Apple. And for him to play as well as he's been playing these first five games of the season has been huge. You know, the cornerback position now is not as big of a issue as it was, you know, going into the season or, you know, throughout the offseason. And Rasul Douglas has been a, uh, a huge, a huge reason for that. And so, you know, to me, when I, when I think of unsung heroes, it's those, those, uh, those players that you, you know, that kind of creep up on you, right? Rasul Douglas is a guy that crept up on a lot of people because a lot of play, a lot of people were almost ready to write off Rasul Douglas after he got cut by the, uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's come in. He's played extremely well. He's fourth on the team right now in tackles with 26. You know, again, it's Chin has 44, Shaq has 41, and then Tyre Whitehead is 27. But then Rasul Douglas uh, with 26 tackles and uh, three passes defended, which is among the team leaders there as well. Only Dante Jackson has more. Uh, Rasul doesn't have an interception yet. But, you know, that's okay. He's been, you know, covering pretty well that I don't even think he's getting, you know, as targeted as we might have originally thought. Dante Jackson, of course, has two interceptions. Um, but still, Rasul Douglas, to me, has been an X factor for this defense. This has been a big reason why the Panthers have won three straight games. So he would be my unsung hero. And then biggest disappointment, like this was tough because, you know, when you're winning three straight and the off or the team looks as excited as they are, it's really kind of hard to pinpoint a quote unquote disappointment. But I thought about it for a bit and I thought, well, I'd been praising Ian Thomas for quite some time. I really thought this was going to start to be his uh, his breakout season. And so far, he's been very, very quiet, as we know. Uh, Ian Thomas right now has just 10 catches for just 30 yards on the season. He is 7th on the team in receiving yards with 30. It's Robbie Anderson with 489, DJ Moore 381, Mike Davis 206, Curtis Samuel 183, McCaffrey 67, and then Seth Roberts with 31, then Ian Thomas with 30. Now, he is close to the team lead in touchdowns, you know, but that's not that hard when you have one and uh, the leader is two and the quarterback has only thrown six touchdown passes in five games. You know, Mike Davis has two receiving touchdowns and then it's one each for Anderson, Moore, Thomas, and Bonifan. But overall, I mean, like I said, I expected a little bit more. So I I guess I'm not really saying this in a bad way, just in terms of, you know, someone I thought that would be involved more that really hasn't. And then obviously some of that has to do with the way that the Panthers have been mixing up their tight ends more. You know, obviously Chris Manhurts is actually right behind Thomas in terms of receiving yards with 29, and that's on seven less catches. But Manhurts has been seeing a lot more playing time. Even Colin Thompson has been playing 
a little bit more over over the last couple of weeks. But Ian Thomas, to me, I thought was this was possibly going to be his breakout season because Greg Olson was gone. Thomas was ready to take over uh, that number one role. You know, maybe the Panthers uh, were a little more serious than we thought when that initial depth chart came out and Manhurts was tight end one and Thomas was tight end two. Maybe uh, there was a little more stock in that than we had originally given credit for. But that, that to me would be the, again, quote unquote, biggest disappointment, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard to look around this team, like I said, and really think about players that have been a a disappointment. You know, it's hard to pick one out on defense because a lot of players I think are playing pretty well on defense. You know, maybe, maybe you could argue Derek Brown, you know, you could argue that we thought we'd see more out of him you know, with all the hype he was getting throughout the draft process. I mean, so far, he only has 10 tackles overall, but he does have four tackles for a loss, which is, which is actually second on the team right now behind Brian Burns's four and a half. But he doesn't have any sacks yet. So, you know, that's a that's an up-and-down argument, but I can understand if you want to make a case for Derek Brown. But for me, I would say Ian Thomas would be the quote-unquote biggest disappointment. So, you know, the quick recap, Teddy Bridgewater right now is my team MVP and my offensive MVP, but I would not be opposed if you argue Robbie Anderson as offensive MVP. Defensive MVP, to me, it's Jeremy Chin, but again, no no argument or, you know, no, no hate if you're arguing Shaq Thompson as defensive MVP. Jeremy Chin, by far the top rookie. I like the way uh, Troy Pride has been playing. You know, Derek Brown's been, you know, decent so far. Yitor Gross Matos has had a pretty decent start to the season, but, I mean, I think we're all in agreement there that the top rookie for the Panthers right now, far and away, is Jeremy Chin. And then unsung hero to me, Russell Douglas, biggest disappointment, Ian Thomas. But let me know what you guys think. You know, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you guys think for team MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, top rookie, unsung hero, and biggest disappointment. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. And I think that'll wrap it up for for this edition. This, you know, another good episode, I think, in the books. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in for uh, all this talk. Really enjoy talking Panthers football with you guys. A lot of great fans out there. Really appreciate the support. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. We'll dig into the Chicago Bears a little bit tomorrow as we've been starting to do these last couple weeks, starting to get to know the opponents on Wednesday. So we'll talk about the Bears tomorrow. Crossover Thursday coming up as well. And then Friday we'll get you ready for the game with some final thoughts. So until then, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye, my friends. Have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 